and welcome back to Roy on Rescue. I received an email from a rescue fan about drowning and near drowning. It sounds like they received a message via Facebook in regards to um, what drowning actually looks like. And in this person's opinion, it really wasn't accurate. There was some form of training and it just, the problem with it was that it, you know, when we see depictions of drownings, many times they're the classic television drownings where people are yelling for help, screaming for help, flailing their hands, and the issue at hand is that that may not necessarily be the, the case. And um, after consulting with a trained lifeguard and EMT, his statement also echoed that same sentiment that you know it, it isn't so much that people can't make noise or don't make noise. It's just that very often they're so filled with fear and panic and anxiety that they're just using all their energy to try to get another breath in instead of um, being able to yell out. Um, their legs are hanging straight down. They're, they're trying to tread water, trying to keep their mouth up and out of the, the water so that they can get that one more breath in. And, and then suddenly you see them go below the surface. Sometimes they'll go below the surface, pop back up, go below the surface, pop back up, and then go below the surface and stay down. Remember, it only takes, you know, and, and it all is variable, but 30 to 45 seconds without oxygen and people start to feel faint in most cases, um, you know, and then after that, they can go unconscious and then be submerged in the water. And like this individual said uh, in the email to me, sometimes they can go down underneath the water and people didn't notice it. And the next thing you know, they're gone and minutes go by without ever knowing that they are underwater and not getting oxygen. There are some things that we can do. The first one is to recognize people when they're going into distress in the water. But there are some really specific action points to make here. So we're gonna go over a few of the things that we can do to try to help someone when they're in trouble in the water. And this is gonna be the reach, throw, row, but don't go unless you're a trained lifeguard method of rescue. The first one, reach. We can either reach um, with a pole, we can reach with a skimmer, we can reach with a rake, we can reach with any extendable pole that we can bring out to the person and, and with a lot of really good balance, you know, keeping ourselves away from the side of the pole so as to not get pulled in ourselves, we're going to then pull the, the victim into safety where they can actually grab the side of the pool or get to shallow waters where they can stand up again. The second one is to throw a flotation device. Now, of course, around pools, to make it legal, they sh these should be certified flotation devices that are appropriate for rescue. But if we don't have that capability, any flotation device in this emergency situation is going to be much better than no flotation device at all. And so throw something that is buoyant that the individual can grab onto to help them and assist them in staying above water. The third method is the row. Now, when we say row, we don't necessarily mean it always has to be a rowboat or something like that, but it, it, it's really standing for going out to the person in a boat. And this could be a motorized boat, it could be a paddle boat, it could be any type of canoe, but there are some really essential safety mechanisms that are related to, the, to rowing or going out into a boat to try to help a victim, and that is that in some cases, just rowing out to them or, or boat, motoring out to them is so that we can get closer to them to throw them a flotation device or to um, help them in some way where we can get a flotation device to them. That would be ideal. Uh, if it's actually to go out to try to get them, be sure 
that we um, we never let them grab the side of the boat where they can try to pull themselves up and capsize the boat. Many times it's either going to be the bow of the boat, which is sometimes out of the water quite a ways, it can make it very difficult for them to grab onto, or the stern of the boat, the rear of the boat, where they can grab onto the back. Now, of course, if this is a motorboat, before we ever get close to the patient, we're going to kill the engine and pull the kill switch so there's no chance of it starting where the victim might be hurt by the propeller itself. Remember, the propeller can go from head to toe on a person in one-tenth of a second. And so this can cause lethal damage to a person's body, but we don't want to you know, do that. Obviously, we're trying to help, not hurt the person. So keep that in mind as, as we talk about going out to them in a boat. And then, of course, lifeguards are the only ones that are really trained to be able to go out to the patient or the victim uh, in, in a skilled way where they know how to evade being drowned themselves. So leave the going to the professionals. Remember, we should be accessing EMS and 911 immediately when we recognize an emergency and then using those mechanisms to try to help. Remember that a near drowning is a survivor. A drowning victim is someone who never made it back to becoming alive again. So I hope that this helped. Thanks for the question. I think it was a great question and a great request, and I hope this helps. From Roy on Rescue, keep on rescuing, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.